I'm getting my hair done next week. So you're going to a local person for the first time. Yeah. Well, I'll see. We'll see. I hope that they do a better job than with your cat. Oh my god, I'm actually going to the same groomer. Just kidding. <laughs> What's this cute shirt that you're wearing? Oh, this I made this ghost? dress. Yeah, the ghost glow in the dark. Oh my god, you're so cute. There's like a mandatory must go out at night for that, though, right? Yeah, which I don't know what it's gonna be, but yeah. Yeah, but you're gonna get out there tonight. Yeah. Los Angeles, Les is hitting the streets tonight. Look out for a glow-in-the-dark babe. It kind of fits this theme for this weird movie. Megan, did you love this movie as much as I love this movie? Not <laughs> as much as you loved it, but I did like it. I thought it was really adorable, if a little confusing at times. I was like, wait, and then, oh, that's right. That's how they found out about the riddle and, like, mom's a <laughs> prostitute. And, um, and I, like, didn't fully understand the ending. <laughs> Had you seen this before? I guess you had in order to pick it, right? No. I was looking up, you know, scary movies with like a sewing element. Mm. I think I did a search for like sewing machine horror. And it's like, I don't really want to do Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, does that have a sewing element? I've actually never seen that. Unless I'm confused. I think that's the one with Leatherface because he's like trying to make a a face. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. And I was kind of like, you know, (laughs) we sort of already did that with. uh... With um, with (laughs) the whole body. In outfit, Silence of the Lambs. That's the actual name of that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that this was going to be a real stretch, but um, oh my god, it wasn't. It wasn't at ties all. Back to the sewing. <laughs> yeah. Where's the iron? Can mice and birds don't, sew? Oh, Polly, no, don't, don't cut off that dress. Is the Where's the iron? Oh my god, I'm sweating. Where's the iron? Taffeta, <laughs> muslin. Ooh, I'd wear that. Is that, that machine even threaded? All right. I'm Liza. I'm the sewing one. I'm Megan. I'm the writing one. And you are listening to There's No Thread, the podcast that asks, could Vicky really sew that dress? Today, we turn our sewing and writing eyes upon the 2018 Amar Kaushik comedy horror film, Stree, written by Raj and DK, with costume design by Sheetal Sharma. To answer the most important question, could, would, and should, Vicky make a dress for the mysterious lady before he and all his buds are turned into empty piles of clothing. Ready? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we never line up on the yes. That's all right, though. <laughs> all right, Megan, let's do, let's go through the main casting characters. That'll kind of help us talk about the plot. Okay. So this was, like we said, directed by Amar Kaushik and written by Raj and DK. They go by their first names only. I did see that. Okay, so Vicky is played by Raj Kumar Rao. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have the woman whose name we never find out is played by Shraddha Kapoor. And then we have Rudra, who is the teacher, who's played by Pankaj Tripathi. And then we have Vicky's friends, B2 and Jana. And B2 is played by... Apar Shakti Kurana and Jana is played by Abhishek Banerjee. Awesome. So we have our characters. Oh, and then we should say Stri, who is played by Flora Sani. Uh, you know, I don't even have her on my list. Oh. <laughs> Weirdly, I didn't think of her as a main character. <laughs> okay, well, this she's so- played by someone named named Flora. Super disrespectful <laughs> of me, considering this whole film is about a woman. <laughs> Seeking vengeance on a town that didn't give her any respect. <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> so yeah, so Vicky's our main character. He is a tailor. And he is awesome. He's like almost magical at being a tailor. Yeah. He doesn't particularly like being a tailor, but he is so good. He's one of those people who's like, eh, I could take it or leave it. And then like, it's just magic comes out of his fingers. Yeah. He's he's amazing. He's begrudgingly, but he's, he's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's so amazing. It's probably impossible what he's doing. And then, yeah, the the girl, the lady, the mysterious lady. What should we call her? Mystery. I think mystery lady is good. Mystery lady. Okay, so mystery yeah. lady, who's Shraddha Kapoor. She just shows up. We don't know much about her. She might be a ghost. She might be a witch. She's a mystery lady. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a very funny tie-in to the whole thing of like, oh, my boyfriend, you don't know him. He goes to a different school. Yeah. Like, you know, his friends are immediately like, we've never met this girl. She's not real, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I really loved that his two buddies, B2 and Jana, B2 is like kind of the cool one. And John is clearly the nerd. And I thought we were going to get a costume payoff because he's wearing a sweater vest. And I thought like, oh, maybe this is a universal symbol of like, this dude's a little bit of a nerd. Yeah. Then, as I was watching the movie, there's so many men wearing sweater vests. I had no idea. Same. 
Yeah, I was trying to think there's one pink one with some like some shapes on it. And I was like, do I need to find that for my husband? It was a <laughs> yes. pink sweater vest and it was so cute. I can't remember who it was on, but yeah, yeah, tons of them. At the beginning, I was taking like a running tally of sweater vests and then I just stopped because I was like, too many. There's so many sweater vests. I thought it was going to be a payoff of like, oh, we can tell this is Jana's pile of clothing, empty pile of mm-hmm. clothes, because there's a sweater vest. <laughs> but no, that that was not an identifier for Jana. <laughs> no. Okay, so there is a Street 2 coming out in 2024, which has been like, everyone's excited for this, apparently. Oh my god! I was wondering <laughs> about that. Okay, because it really begs for a sequel. <laughs> well, don't worry. It's not going to let you down. There is one coming. Okay, yeah, so... The costume designer, she tells Sharma, I have a quote from him from Filmfare magazine. He says, I always try to imagine a backstory that would have influenced the characters. The most difficult part in such situations is convincing the actors to go out of their way to allow some discomfort so the essence of the characters is more authentic on screen. This is from an interview in 2020 on Filmfare magazine. And I thought that was really funny because... uh, it is sometimes kind of hard to get an actor to wear or something. This is not an issue with like movie level actors, but this is something you encounter in theater. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, Liza, just a sidebar. Do you remember when you did costume breakdowns for Kitchen Sink for all my oh, characters? Yeah, yeah. So for context, Liza was like a consultant for one of my plays on the costumes. And I remember like all of the actors were you know, great. I'll, this sounds good. I'll wear this. Except for one, I remember her reading the description and she was like, this is just not how I see the character. And she <laughs> wanted to wear something different. And I remember her being like, I have total respect for your sister's interpretation, but I just want to wear, and she had like something that was essentially a lot more cool, like a, a cooler oh, version of the character. That's a problem. Yeah. Yes. And, and I was like, I, I, I was like, uh, Anyway, I can't remember what she ended up wearing. She probably ended up wearing what she wanted because um, I was not in a huge position to negotiate with my actors. (laughs) Yeah. But it was really interesting because I had never even thought, I mean, I was so young, like 22 or something. I had never thought really deeply about multiple interpretations of costumes um, and how personally an actor will take the decisions about what they wear so Mm -hmm. it was kind of Mm -hmm. so that was exactly and I had since kind of encountered other situations too both on tv and theater where people are just like I'm not wearing that Uh -uh. (laughs) that ain't me I ain't gonna wear that that's interesting because I don't remember noticing what she was wearing as being different than what I had in mind but you had a male actor in that play who I had read as being mopey and um, miserable and he actually he wore what he was, what I had thought he should wear, which was just sort of like, I don't know, dark colors, kind of neutral. But he played it so much more lively that I was like, oh, I, I maybe should have watched a run through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I remember who... like noticing, oh, he is actually really different than I read him. And it, I mean, it is interesting that like, I think the only reason I don't encounter this so much at the movie level is by the time they come to a fitting, they've already met with a director. They've talked about their thoughts on the character. The director has mm. talked about their thoughts. So like everybody has, everybody's already on the same page about like the look and the feeling and the, you know, yeah. all this stuff. So everybody's like together already before they even come to me. So nobody's right, right. Like, being surprised like, ooh, yuck. But when, but it's, lower, when it's lower budget, you have a you lot more room. You show up for... and then, yeah, some 19 year old is like, ew, I don't want to wear this. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have that happen one time at, at Shakespeare Festival. I don't remember what play it was. And I was not the draper. I was just in the fitting taking notes. It was sort of like a modern interpretation where they're all supposed to show up in their street clothes. But of course, you don't do street clothes in theater. The street clothes are a costume so that at night the clothes come back and nobody shows up the next day wearing something random. Right. Like the street clothes are a costume. Yeah. But they were all in shades of black and gray and white. So they would look harmonious on stage. And so this guy, his costume was these black and gray jeans. So they were like two-tone, like one leg was black in the front and, and the other leg was the reverse. Ugh. And they were, they, I mean, I kind of would love them now, but they were super 80s at the time. So just like very uncool. Yeah. And he was just like, these are uncool. Like he kept kind of bringing up, like, I don't like these. The uh, costume designer was just like, let's move on. Like, just, do they fit or not? 
he just kept being like, they're, they're not cool, they're not cool. And um, I spoke up, which I would not do now, but like, I was like, it takes a real badass to wear jeans like this. And then like, it shut him up because I cornered him into yeah. like being okay with his costume. Like, what is he going to say? Like, well, I'm not badass enough i know and then you're reminded that like my mentor used to say joan she was like all actors are just like runaway trains like they're just like on a track and they're going and going and going and if you can do anything to like keep them focused and confident and just moving forward you know because they're they're just like always looking for reasons to like fall off the track and like just derail yeah and if you just like keep them moving like you look good you sound good let's do it again like let's just keep the momentum up (laughs) then they are golden but as soon as they have a lot of time to like find out you know reasons to freak out or shut down or things are doing wrong or to get in their own heads it's like no 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 stay on track so all you had to do was it would say you look cool Let's move on to the next problem. <laughs> and maybe that's what I said. Yeah. Like, actually, you look incredible in this outfit, to which case she was probably like, oh, okay, I'll wear it. <laughs> but also, like, with that, that was her own clothes from her own closet. Because mm-hmm. everybody was just shopping their closet based on, like, the little True. Uh, description I given them. Yeah. So, like, if you don't like it, why do you have it? <laughs> if you don't like it, why do you have it? <laughs> well, I mean, there's, I mean, I have tons of stuff I don't like. I still have it. That's true. I do too. I just made something I don't like and I just like finished it and put it right in the thrift shop bag. Oh my God. My onesie that you made is like on near constant rotation, especially <laughs> with the like the last gasps of the hellscape. Although today we've had a nice rain and it's only going to be 80. All right. Carry on. All right. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that like, yeah, like she tells Sharma, like he's specifically kind of pointing out in the rest of that article that, especially with like period costumes, which this movie is not set in a time period, it's current. But like a lot of times you, as an actor, you have to deal with like, you might have to wear clothing that's tight or doesn't let you move as well. And that mm. informs your character and the, the way that they move and their posture and everything. But especially if you're dealing with like, um, I don't know if this is different in Bollywood, but it seems like if you're a personality, like maybe you, maybe you do get kind of hung up on like, but I don't look cool. Yeah. That's <laughs> and it's such a funny thing. Like your vision of cool changes so much as you go through life and you know, mm-hmm. anyway, all that. Um, I just could not have loved this movie more. Of course I started to fall asleep. <laughs> I knew I was, I would have fallen asleep. I mean, it could have been the notebook and I still would have fallen asleep. <laughs> and so it wasn't the reading because this is a, a Hindi language film and it's subtitled. And I, oh. sometimes I couldn't keep up with the reading that well. Like, there's a couple scenes with the three dudes talking where they, yeah. would, talk, they would speak very quickly. And I was, like, getting about 98% of their dialogue. Yeah, the reading um, may have accelerated my sleepiness, but it doesn't contribute to boredom because I actually watch quite a bit of subtitled stuff now. Because you like reading. I'm pretty used to it. <laughs> I like reading. All right, yeah, let's do summarize the plot real quick. So this is in a real town called Chanduri in India. And they are having a four-day festival. Uh, this might be something that I just didn't understand, but I don't think they ever say what the festival is. Mm. But there's a legend in the town that during the festival, the four days of the festival, a malicious female spirit comes and abducts men and just leaves piles of empty clothing, <laughs> which is so which, funny. <laughs> oh my God, Liza. For the first time in my whole life, I was like, oh, I won't be scared because there's no way I could be a victim in this movie because I'm a woman. I'm a woman (laughs) and I've never thought that in my whole life watching a scary movie because every scary movie the woman is the one that gets killed oh my gosh that's so funny I was like this must be what dudes are like when they are watching like all kinds of murder movies everything movies and stuff (laughs) yeah literally everything they're just like "Mm, sucks for you guys but I wouldn't be the victim in this situation so I'm just gonna (laughs) hang out open all the windows in the dark and watch this movie till I fucking fall asleep in my own pile of late night cereal (laughs) it was so freeing to watch something where the woman wasn't the victim oh man so it's the first day of the festival and our hero vicky is alone and a woman suddenly appears before him and says can you make me a dress he's the best tailor in three villages right and so he's just like yes beautiful lady uh it'll take two weeks and she's like how about immediately He's like, okay, two days. And then she's like, super. And so she gives him fabric. And then she says, like, meet me later. And then she disappears. And uh, he is, you know, trying to pursue her. 
And meanwhile, his friends are like, uh, she's clearly the vengeful spirit called Stree who's coming to attack us. Meanwhile, right. She was like asking him to come up with like potions and like yeah. different sort of things. <laughs> and his friends were like, mm, is she real? Number one. And number two, if she is real, like, what is she she's asking you? For sure. A witch. Yeah. She yeah. gives him a love letter, but it turns into a shopping list full of gross things like a lizard tail and cat hair, which right. did you love that scene where he's chasing the cat trying to get the hair? Oh my God, I loved it. And then he apologizes to her because the kitty hair is white and not black or or is like, oh no, it's it's two-toned. Multicolor because it was an orange and yeah. white cat. <laughs> I loved also just the um, rampant ignoring of red flags. Of like, yeah, she's here during the festival. That's cool. She doesn't live here. She wants me to get a bunch of weird things. I don't know, maybe she's busy. Oh, she takes him out in the dark and then disappears in the night. Yeah. That's chill. He's just like, she's mysterious and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of sexy, there's there's a scene where, so Vicky is so good at tailoring and stuff in general that he can just look at people and, and rattle off their measurements. Okay, Liza, is this a real thing? No. He is magic. Yeah. He's the best tailor in the entire planet. Not just Chandari. <laughs> But he has a measuring scene, and it was so much sexier than the Phantom Thread measuring scene. Oh, God. The Phantom Thread measuring scene was such a bummer. <laughs> so, yeah, the measuring scene in this, they're, like, in the dark, by a fire, and then he uses his, like, hands to wrap around her waist, and mm, that's how her <laughs> waist is. And then he runs a single finger, like, along the edge of her arm, and, like, ooh, that's how long her arm is. And, like, would it be funny, Liza, if he'd taken his, like, both hands around her throat? Okay, that would have been terrifying. But <laughs> but I did love when he came around to do chest measurement, and she, like, blocks him. Yeah, really oh, yeah, it was, it was very cute, like, almost like a dance number. He's, like, going for those titties, and she's, like, uh-uh, buddy. Like, Snap. <laughs> Okay, I, I forgot to say one important thing, which is that during the time of the festival, all these villagers write on the um, walls of their houses, Stree come tomorrow. Yeah, and so right in writing it, they send her away for that time, and then she supposedly can come back the next day and see the same thing written again and go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just do it every day forever. <laughs> yeah, it cracked me up. It's kind of like... If you've ever been in a bar and there's like a wooden sign that says free beer tomorrow. That's funny. Have you, have you seen those? I've never seen that. I love that. Now that I'm telling you about this, you will see them. Okay. Stuffed way in the back of the bar somewhere. Okay, so this is an interview. It's an interview with Raj and DK about Streep. The interviewer says, how did the idea come up? And Raj and DK say, in our school days, people used to write Ostri Repura on their walls in many villages around Tirupati. That's where they grew up. The belief was that there was a lady ghost who would come by, read the message, be obliged not to enter into the house, and come back the next day. No one knew why the ghost was coming or what it was that she wants. The phenomena of a ghost being so dumb was so absurd and funny to us. We decided to take this idea further and find a unique perspective to it, with Stree now going after men and the men being afraid to go out at night, etc., a sort of gender reversal. We wanted to be on point and relevant in some way. This is how the legend of Stree was born. <laughs> So I wow. love that because they're, they're yeah. talking about exactly how you experienced it, that the, the reversal of the usual horror genre. Yeah. The horror genre being either just women are killed or women and men are killed. But mm -hmm. it's never, women are never spared until now. You weren't scared. I did get scared when Stree would come up really fast to camera and then do like a scary face. Yeah. Like um, a jump scare with a gross face. Yeah. Yeah. I am a sucker for a jump scare with a gross face never gonna not scare me <laughs> also when she's like creeping in the corner like the first time she shows up in the frat house or whatever when all the men are dancing alone mm -hmm, together in the mm -hmm. dark um <laughs> just like dancing together um waiting for like girls to show up there was i mean even though this the story was like intentionally flipping you know having the men be afraid there were moments where I was still like i'm still afraid for all the women in this like the the moment where there was a the dancer at the men's party and, yes. Um, there she were, was the only woman there. And I mean, I don't know what was going. I guess they turn off the generator every now and then. So like sometimes it was going to be dark. I was just like, I want her to leave this party. <laughs> I don't want her to be here anymore. Yes. This is scary. And it, I was like, well, at least when she goes out into the street, there'll be no men out there because they're all afraid of the woman that's coming to try to kill them. Yeah. Yeah. That's and what then, I thought to myself. I was like, once again, for the first time in my life, I'm not worried for her for her safety when she leaves this party. But I am worried for her safety at the party. Yeah. Yeah, they actually, I mean, the scene where we first see Vicky, he's out jogging alone, and there are two men kind of sitting out on the street, like, smoking cigarettes, and, like, just no women. 
Like, yeah. we definitely make it clear that women don't go out alone. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit on Stree's side. I mean, especially because the men are just so funny. They're so silly and bumbling and like... Yeah, I love how campy this is. And yeah. I mean, I always love watching films from other cultures because the humor is different, but like also very similar. I mean, humor is so universal in a lot of ways, but I just... Um, like the scene where... Uh, she's trying to get him to keep his eyes open because street because he's got a look street <laughs> right in the eyes with love um, and, and, with love and she's like show your love show your love and he's like I mean it's like a a, a slapstick like the way he's like trying to keep his eyes open and you're like is this real we're we supposed to be scared right now we're we supposed to be laughing like he looks ridiculous I was definitely laughing <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> Yeah, and I really love the whole like. Should we come wear saris? I liked. When, oh, I liked when all the, the guys were like, "Should we start wearing saris?" So they think we're women. Oh yeah, and, and then, then somebody's guy- like, "No, no," and then later they're like, "I think we better though." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that part in the movie where they're trying to figure out. They're like, um, "So what do we know about Stree?" Well, we know she can read, which I was in my while I was watching. I was just like, "Oh, yeah, that's kind of funny to assume a ghost can read, and then a ghost who's intelligent enough to read but won't think." wait a minute, this is a trick. <laughs> right. One of the things I noticed too was how much random English was- uh, Oh, I love it. Yeah. Was in there. And I was like, is this because these are just words that don't translate or are these words that they're actually like, I mean, I could hear them saying it. So I, I knew there wasn't a translation, but like I wrote down um, request was spoken in English. Oh, yeah. 90%, 100% shit which doesn't surprise me but uh library ma ba like there are a lot of times when they would just insert english and i thought that was really interesting and then i was like thinking about you know how much like french and spanish and other words are just part of our culture yeah i mean they established in the beginning that all of them take english mm-hmm. there's that line where um when they're having the, the vicky please conversation and the the one guy's like don't try to be shakespeare right now we all take english <laughs> oh yeah that's true that's true but yeah, like I've I've definitely heard that. You you hear that around town a lot of people on their cell phones where it's like you hear Spanish and then like an English phrase and then Spanish where it's just like if you're bilingual, you can just run from one to the other seamlessly. Seems cool. Yeah. I took I, I did know. Duolingo for during like starting during the pandemic and not there. <laughs> for what for what language? Spanish? Oh, Spanish. Yeah. Nice. OK. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it turns out all along that the beautiful lady had an ulterior motive, which was to take the spirit's power via taking her braid and melding mm. it into her own braid. Which, like, I feel like every step of the plot was, like, a little <laughs> bit contrived to fit, like, just whatever they needed in the moment. The friend comes up on the bike and is like, three things to do when Stree approaches you, you know. One, like, don't go out at night without another person. Like, always be in, and and two, never, I can't remember what the second one was. And then the third one was like, don't turn around if she says your name. And number four, the most important, the thing you have to do. And then he gets like a phone call and he's like, oh, gotta go. So good. So many like kind of convenient storytelling movie tropes that they just did unapologetically. It was sort of all over the place, but it was cute. Uh, I loved when they went to, so they're like trying to figure out how to get rid of the spirit's tree because, you know, she keeps coming every year and taking dudes. So they find this book and the book is just about to like explain more information and the pages are missing. And I love how the guy's like, I don't know, maybe kids are making paper airplanes with the pages. And then like (laughs) they leave it and then a whole bunch of shit happens. And then they go back to him and they're like, let's find those pages. (gasps) let's find the writer of the book who wrote these pages. So they find this like 800 year old man <laughs> and they get him to like tell him the story of Stree and how she was so like desirable. And she finally found a man who loved her for more than her looks. And then they were just about to get married and then they got murdered. And so she like haunts everybody every year at this festival. So they're like, oh, that's really sad. Where are the pages? And he's like, don't have them. Don't know anything <laughs> about the book I wrote. Then he says a whole bunch of sexist stuff. And then they go on their way about how women are useless anyway. And then they go on their way. And then he follows them out and is like, oh, by the way, the person that could save the town has love in his eyes, was born underneath an oak tree, and is the son of a prostitute and lists all these things. And then they all get back to the house and all the friends say to the main guy, hey, you were born under an oak tree? hey 
you have love in your eyes. And then they all kind of look at each other and he's like, well, I am not the son of a prostitute. And they're like, actually. Like, about that. We've been keeping this secret for 20 years or however old you are. The whole town knows you're the son of a courtesan. And then through that, he learns that he actually has the power. He's the only one who can defeat Stree. And the lady friend is there the whole time, biding her time, which we don't find out till the end. I also thought it was interesting how I thought it was an, an accidental sort of comment on like a privilege in a way, because it's like you have this woman that's been working her ass off for years to try to find Stree and try to defeat Stree. And you think it's for a noble reason. You think like maybe her brother was taken or her husband was taken or something. And she's doing all the things. She's going by the numbers. She's doing the research, she's getting the spells together. She's working her ass off. And then the main dude is like, oops. I'm accidentally the chosen one. I'm just hanging out being sexy and I got chosen to save the world. I guess I'll go do it. And she's like walking him through the whole process. Like, gotta do this and you gotta do this. And it turned out she was a witch and whatever. But like at the time I was like, hmm, <laughs> this tracks. <laughs> he just sort of stumbled into this glory and she's been working her ass off for all these years. Oh, I was just going to say, I wrote a log line. A lady haunts a town each year, taking men prisoner as penance for a life and love ruined. Hmm. <laughs> uh, listener, uh, Megan is whispering booyah into her microphone. You might not be able to hear it right now. <laughs> and you definitely won't hear it when Liza cuts this whole section. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read you something. This is from that same interview with Raj and DK. The interviewer says, the place you shot Stree looks very authentic. What is that place and how did you choose it? And they say, our inspiration was always where we grew up. We would loved to have shot in and around Tirupati Chandragiri border, but logistically we weren't able to. But we were very certain that we had to transplant Stree into a village that reflects a similar background. Chanderi is a town of historical importance and is also the birthplace of the famous Chanderi Sari. So I looked up what's a Chanderi Sari and this is the most amazing description of a fabric, weave, style, everything. I thought you might really enjoy this, Megan, because it's like, how do you describe fabric that you can touch with words that you can hear? And this is fantastic. Okay, so this is from an article called The Ancient History of Chanderi Sari by RuPaul Jane from 2020. What is a chandari sari? Chandari saris are elegant, soft, and gauzy in cotton or in a combination of cotton with silk having gold or silver border and motifs. Chandaris are brilliant to look at. The color harmonies are invariably soft, suitable, and reposeful, with only a muted whisper of frivolity, gaiety, glamour, and romance. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? I love the uh, describing it as reposeful. Mm-hmm. Like I don't exactly have an image in mind, but I definitely want it, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's just restate our sewn item moment here. We were talking about the dress that the mysterious lady asked Vicky to make for her before the end of the festival, which is four days long. She just needs the dress to get to Vicky because, I don't know, maybe she already sort of has an inkling that he can help kill the eventual spirit kills yeah, like how but... does she know that he is but i guess yeah. when she's reciting at the end when she's on the bus y'all when she's on the bus at the end she takes stree's braid and she connects it to her own braid and it becomes one braid and then she gets stree's power and as it's happening she's like explaining to the audience <laughs> that she has been trying to get this her whole life and she had to find the person whatever who was obviously our main character vicky but how does she know it's him yeah do you think she knew or do you think she was just like this dude right here will fall in love with me and go magical ingredient shopping for me it's just gonna save me time no she had to know it was him maybe she stole the pages on a previous visit because she's been to the festival before but if the pages said it was him then why didn't someone solve it earlier oh nobody reads like are we to just (laughs) assume that she stole the pages at the beginning of time like, someone has read the book before last year. But also, like, um, the people who live in this town still had to have Street explained to them. You know, these three dudes, B2, Jana, and Vicky didn't seem to really know the whole history of Street. Maybe everybody's just like, I don't know, we're just going to write this cool thing on the wall. It's kind of what we do. Right. There's a lot of information that, like, seemed convenient. But, you know Do you what? think it might That's have fine. just been, there were some loose ends in the plot? Is that what you think might have happened? Yes, Liza. <laughs> 
I think these guys were like, this movie is really fun. Let's just make it work. You know, I, we're just and gonna... I, I'm with that. We have a premise, and uh, you know, we've got a we've got a an American gal who wants a sewing movie. Uh, she wants a Bollywood sewing movie. Let's give it to her. She doesn't know it yet, but eventually she's gonna figure it out. I loved when Jana came back um, and was released, but was like kind of a zombie because I I'm I like I fucking love zombies. Um, <laughs> You and love I, zombies? <laughs> I do. I really love zombies. And I and my the the level of like horror thriller, like scariness that I can handle is like, when is a zombie gonna go? When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? Like that level of anxiety kind of gets me. That's why I loved Walking Dead. Like, when's it gonna happen? And so that part of the plot really kept me engaged was like, oh, when's Jonna gonna like lose his shit? Uh yeah, that was really fun. Also, he was a hilarious zombie. He was yes. so like like kind of goofy and lanky and yeah. floppy and but then he could turn yeah that's what i'm saying i love the turn all right so could he sew it could vicky sew this dress oh my god Liza, this is the question of the day this is the most important question yeah 31 minutes Thir yeah i when i was looking online i was i couldn't i was trying to figure out like what kind of dress is it even before i saw the show and there are three basic styles it could be it could be a sari which is what the other ladies in the village were wearing Mm -hmm. It could be a salwar kameez, which is a pants and tunic kind of outfit. And that's what the mysterious lady is wearing for most of the movie before she gets this dress. Or it could be a lehinga choli. And the lehinga is a skirt. It's like pleated and flared and long. And the choli is the top, a little sort of crop top. Like you've seen mm. these. Yeah. And then it, it has a, a shorter sort of sari-like uh, swoop that you can swoop around. Wrap around. Put around, yeah, put around yeah. the shoulder. You can arrange it, it various ways. So I was looking up, like, what even are we talking about? And it turns out that the subtitles say dress, but what the actors are actually saying is lehenga, which means skirt. And so I'm not really clear on whether he's making her the top, the skirt, and the wrap, or if he's just making her the lehenga, which is the skirt. Uh, but at any rate, according to the internet, it can take up to even 20 days to make a lehenga because they they might have, like, mirrors embroidered on or different mm. um different embroidery different like all kinds of styles of decoration and in the movie he says he needs two weeks and then he does it in 31 minutes like you said <laughs> and his dad is so impressed by his sudden mm -hmm. speed because like mm -hmm. he hasn't been working on this at all as yeah. we were watching it we were both kind of like when is he going to make this, though? <laughs> yeah, right. And his dad's like, this kid's got to get it together because he needs to have, like, a job. And if he doesn't want to be a tailor, I don't know what he can do. So to see him turn it around and uh, do it really fast and enthusiastically, I think his father was like, oh, my God, my son might finally have a future. Yeah. It was so also was really, really interesting. How, like, that was a cute moment. The dad's all, the dad's like, I'm going to do lots of alterations. And the kid is like, well, I don't really enjoy doing this job. But alterations are totally beneath me. It's got to be made from scratch. <laughs> I know. Well, and I also loved when um, they're when they're all walking and they're all trying to show off for mysterious lady because it turns out she's not street after all. They're all bragging, and one of them says something, and then Batu says, "Well, I have a women's dress store, so if you ever need anything, you can come on by." And she looks at him and says, "I don't wear ready-made." <laughs> And then Vicky's like, yeah, boy, in the background, because he only does custom. And I was like, that's up. So I thought that was a nice sewing moment. At some point, he says, love is never ready-made. It's always tailor-made. Oh, shit. I missed that. That's awesome. I think that's when just Vicky and B2 are bickering about what's better. Mm. And I loved, like, the really nice depiction of male friendship. Kind of like what we were talking about with Ant Boy and just, like, you know, these are just guys that love each other, man. They ride around on bikes, like all three of them strapped on a bike together. They pull over, they take a piss together, <laughs> they get back on the bike. Oh my They're... gosh, there's way too much peeing in this movie. Ugh, I know. Peeing actually has a plot point, which is he, he pees on the sign that says, uh, the, the writing that says, street, come tomorrow. He pees off the tomorrow part, so it just yeah, says street come. which allows street to come into the house and start taking the dudes or killing the one dude. Another plot point of convenience. I don't believe he would actually pee on. And then his excuse is, I can pee anywhere I want. I can pee anywhere I want. <laughs> to which I'm again like, but you literally can't pee anywhere yeah, that you want. Like, like but, nobody can. 
Don't pee on the wall of your friend's house. Yeah, and that's Except not an answer. Don't pee on his gate. That's gross. Yeah. There's a whole again, outside out there. Go pee there's out there. a lot of places you can't pee, buddy. Yeah, his I'm whole defense of himself was really funny, too, because it was like, no, nobody's with you on this. <laughs> Just, like, really grosses me out. Don't pee on right, your friend's so gate. Sorry, Liza. <laughs> yeah, so let's get back to Goody Summit. Um, 30 minutes is really fast. I think yeah, you can't. You really can't do anything in under an hour. And I don't even just mean sewing. I just mean like anything. What what can you do that takes less than an hour? Oh, I can name a couple things. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, what uh, can you do? What professionally can you do that's worth doing in under an hour? I'll tell you what. Not much. I mean, he's got the fabric already. It's a pretty simple skirt shape. So it's it's flared and it's pleated into a waistband. There's no zipper though. It ties at the waist. There's like a placket. And then there's a there's a seam because there's a second fabric added around the bottom for contrast. It's a really cool skirt. Yeah, it's beautiful. Very big, very full. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, because there's no zipper, there's probably no hand sewing of a hook or anything. I mean, I still don't think half an hour is enough, but I mean, he can do it because he's that good. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. He's so good, he doesn't even care. He's not even appreciative of his gift. He's just like tossing these things out. Yeah. <laughs> I actually met a couple people like that in um, when I was in costume school who were really good at pattern making and constructing things, but also didn't really like it and didn't care. Mm -hmm. And like, I was kind of struggling and I was like, I don't understand your attitude at all. Yeah. How can you be good I've... at this and not enjoy it? I've met people like that in in all facets of the creative world, and it is so fascinating. It's, it's bonkers. But mm -hmm. then you're also like, well, if you don't like it, then you're definitely not going to do it. Because, of course, once you get out into the real world, there's so many other parts of the doing, as we've discussed. You know, there's the hustle part. And if you don't have the incentive to do that part of it, then have a good time, and I'll be jealous <laughs> of your skill. Yeah, I met. Yeah. I, there are so many writers I've met that I'm just like, oh, you're incredible, but you're not going to stay the course because you just don't feel like it. So yeah, you don't um, like it. Yeah. And I don't really blame you because it's really hard. <laughs> Go do something easier. But it is oh, easy for them. This Why is easy like for it? you. <laughs> Go do something that you like. I don't know. It is a funny thing. Cause like we've talked about before, like, I think both of us, when we're good at something, we like it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that feeling of being good at something is great. Why would you spit on that? <laughs> Totally. So and it can be really anything. Like some of the most, my, what I think are the most boring skills that I have. I'm like, I like this because not a lot of people can do this. Mm -hmm. And I will, I will take that to the bank, <laughs> which I do. Yeah. I thought it was really funny that their friend, the librarian, um, his answer for everything is that he knows everything. Oh my God. I loved that so much. I loved it. And I was like, this, <laughs> this needs to be used more often. Like the confidence of just being like, well, I, I know the answer because I know everything. I also love that he had an invisible girlfriend. He kept getting phone calls and yeah. raising a toast to Shama. We never <laughs> saw her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I also love that he's like, hey, young men, you shouldn't be out alone like this because of Stree. Okay, see you later. I'm going to drive home alone. <laughs> yeah, I found you when I was out alone. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, could he do it? Yeah. Because within the world of this film, we've established he's that good. I have a friend. She's just like a beautiful supermodel type. I have told her many times, like, one day I want you to invite me to an Indian wedding. And she's like, totally. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to get a plus one to an Indian wedding here sometime in the next decade. So then you're going to need an outfit. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be fun. If you wanted to do a little trip to California, you could go to Little India and Artesia. Did you ever, did you ever go to Artesia? I didn't. Where's Artesia? It's east. It's like you go past Pasadena. So it's okay. east of Los Angeles. And there's a street called Pioneer Boulevard. And it's all Indian shops. It's like Indian grocery stores, restaurants, music stores where you can get like all your jams. And uh, like oh, bangles, amazing. like a whole store that just sells the bracelets. Oh, God, that sounds awesome. Tall guy and I went there one time. We went into a sari shop and like two ladies just sort of took me off and put me in one and then brought me back. And meanwhile, the manager was standing with tall guy talking to him. And uh, as they brought me back, the manager was like, oh, she looks good. 
You should buy two. Nice, nice. So now, would he sew it? Would he sew this this dress for this random lady that just showed up? Absolutely, because he's trying to get laid. Yeah, she and is fall pretty. In love. She's pretty, and that's the end of the story. She's I agree, pretty 100%. and mysterious, and she's new to town. And it seems like he feels like there's probably some pretty slim pickings in his town. So you know, we never see any other women their age, other than the dancer and the prostitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably doesn't even know what the pickings is. He's just never seen another woman before. That's yeah, not except like... for all the all the mothers and aunties. Oh, I loved how um, Jana kept calling the mysterious lady sister-in-law. That was cute. Like how if you meet somebody and they'll be like, oh, there's your girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And also implying that they are brothers, that they are close enough to be brothers. Yes. They're BFF brothers. Um, Okay. So should he sew it? Uh, Yeah, obviously, because she's pretty. That's why he would. And that's why she, that's why he should. Yeah. Also, sewing this dress helps him discover where he's from and his destiny. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's important. He's tailor-made to be a tailor. I said it. <laughs> oh my gosh. All the stuff about friendship cracked me up too. Especially yeah. at the end when she was like, I would like to have friendship with you. And he was like, he was like do you mean... Ooh, friendship? <laughs> you mean friendship like, or pretty, friendship? Pretty sure I mean friend friendship. And he's like, sure sometimes that means different things. And she's like, no, it doesn't ever. Yeah. She, he says in this town, that means something different. She's like, uh-uh, I'm getting on the bus. I'm she's a witch. Like, bye. bye. <laughs> Yeah, I'm about to take this braid and add it to my own braid and then go up and smoke on a bus. So I I face. really wish that we had seen get had a moment of her with giant hair. I just I kind of mm-hmm. wanted the, as she added the braid, I wanted to see a visual of like suddenly her hair is extremely thick in the braid. I just wanted to see it. It doesn't matter for the plot. I just thought it'd be cool. <laughs> okay, Megan, I have one more important question. Is there thread in the machine? Did you catch it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there was thread. It absolutely was. And There's thread and a foot pedal. Yeah. And I read that uh, Rajkumar Rao actually learned to sew for this movie. So when he sits down mm-hmm. in the machine and and starts sewing, like, that's not a stunt double. <laughs> what a good actor. What a committed actor. Good job, Raj. I know. I loved it. <laughs> and yeah, it's a treadle machine. We see his feet. When I saw his feet and they were both on the pedal, I was like, is that how you use those? Because I've never yeah. used a treadle machine. and I remember you saying you hadn't. So I was kind of like, is this, is he doing it right? I mean, yeah, like a, a regular sewing machine, you use you, the, the pedals like a gas pedal in a car. So it's only yeah. one foot. But yeah, if it's that wide, your feet would both have to be on it. So I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah. Good job, buddy. <laughs> the industrial machines that costume houses use, they also have a treadle, but it's just to start. It, you don't have to pump it constantly. Hmm. it's like that's your that's your go pedal and i i honestly i think a lot of the ladies will keep like the gas pedal foot on the sewing machine treadle and tuck the other foot under their chair because it just feels so natural to drive with one foot it's kind of an interesting thing oh yeah yeah yeah. that makes sense um all right also with should he sew it i don't know if you remember this megan but my man sewed me a dress when i was in college and mailed it to me i do remember this and and that got you i look where i am now i know <laughs> single men of the world so pretty ladies dresses and they might marry you what is that saying men love with their stomachs women love with their outfits with their wardrobes with their wardrobes <laughs> okay megan it's time for our lightning round of could would and should vicky sew this dress for the mysterious beautiful lady that he wants to get with mm. but before we do that oh no I don't know if I really planned a thing to say about before we do that. Oh, no. Okay, I don't have anything for before we do that. Let's just get back to our lightning round. Okay. Actually, no. Before we do that, I'm going to mention one of my favorite traditional ghost stories is the idea of the Grateful Dead. You're driving along at night, and you find bones, and you bury them to give it a proper burial. And then later, Mm. pick up a hitchhiker. The hitchhiker mentions that the bridge is out up ahead. So you don't plunge to your death in the ruined bridge. And as you turn around to thank the hitchhiker, they vanished. In the world of these kinds of stories, you've done a kindness. And so the ghost um, does a kindness for you and then vanishes. Like there's no, nothing bad happens. I like those ghost stories. I think those are good. Oh, man. Yeah, it's that sounds like what the definition of karma is. Oh, yeah, I guess you so. Know, <laughs> kindness for the sake of kindness. And also in the context, you end up not dead which is great 
<laughs> yeah, my favorite, I don't know if it's a ghost story, but I always think my favorite scariest thing is the cast of Amontillado, the Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, being buried alive? Yeah, I always just really loved that one. But like buried slowly alive, like having something built around him while he's alive, brick okay. by brick. I he's, don't remember that clearly enough. How come he couldn't get out of it while he was being buried he's up? He's chained up. He's oh, been a, okay. He's been a bad boy for some reason. So he's like chained against a wall. And then they just like build. Just slowly brick him in. Yeah, just brick him in. And then they just like leave him. And I think because I read it very young, probably like nine or ten, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about it, you know, three times a day now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slow dread. Uh, yeah, the slow dread of being buried alive. Um, but there, And there's no karmic joy in that one, Liza. That one doesn't have a nice ending. It's just awful. Uh, Black Mirror does slow dread really well. There are a couple oh. of Black Mirror episodes that are just like, I can't handle the slow dread. That's yeah. one that will really get me. Like, Tall Guy really hates, uh, doesn't hate. He is really frightened by relativistic horror, which is like, you're on this planet and time has passed differently from on this planet. Uh, like that sort of concept freaks him out. I know that's not like one you're going to love. <laughs> no, can't do it. I mean, already time travel. I'm, I'm done. Uh, all right, let's get back to our lightning round. You ready? Yeah. Could he? Yes. Yes. Would he? Yes. Yes. Should he? Yes. Yes. Or, I mean, maybe he shouldn't, because if he didn't, would she never succeed in killing Stree and then run off with the braid, and now she's going to be the new psycho? Well, she didn't kill Stree. Right, she didn't kill Stree, but she disempowered Stree. Yeah, she disempowered Stree, and because of their battle, he realized what the town should do to protect themselves from Stree, which is pay her respect by building that statue to her. Yeah. That was kind of a sad moment at the end where she was just like, Stree was hovering and looking at the statue. Yeah, and she's like Kind of deciding what's next. Right, right. You know what could happen is she grows another braid. Oh, that's true. I wonder if she can grow, just grow more hair. Yeah, but she's dead, so probably not. Yeah, and the hair was storing the power. I don't know if the hair actually was the power. Yeah, I I like your idea that that hair could just grow back. But, and also like the 11th hour, like reveal that the hair has power in it. I was like, this is convenient. That might be kind of a ghost tradition thing that we're not that familiar with. Mm. Did you know that like there was that scene where he was asking, he was like, my feet can go backwards. Can your feet go backwards? Yes, I did catch that. Yeah, because that's because like in that world, backwards feet, that's a thing. That's a a witch thing. Yeah, it's a thing that the ghosts have. I think that was the thing in the Crucible. Like they would talk about. Oh, oh, her her feet turned Actually, I can't confirm that, but <laughs> it was like one of the witchy things that was happening. I'll I mean, it's not it good for sure if your feet yeah. are on backwards. But I like how he's very subtly like, I can turn my feet backwards. Can you turn yours? And her response, she literally says to him, what is your problem? I loved that. Every time that he was like flustered and talking to her for whatever reason, and she was just like, could you get with it, please? <laughs> yeah. What is your problem? <laughs> that was so funny. Um, yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed the the hair power thing because it's like there's kind of a long history of like your hair power is your power. Yeah. But it's also like interesting to think about like your hair is both dead and alive. It grows. It doesn't hurt when you cut it. It does hurt when you pull it. It's really specific to you. It carries your scent and your DNA and all this. Like hair does kind of have some weird powers. Yeah. All right. Well, that solves that. Listener, if you have ever used your own creative skill set to woo someone in a friendship capacity, (laughs) share this podcast with that person and maybe every other person who you've ever had a friendship (laughs) with. You watch the movie, you'll know what I mean by friendship. You don't know what the main girl means by friendship, which is just friendship. But the main dude means something different by friendship. (laughs) (laughs) yes listener if friendship is important to you Mm. share this episode with the people you have friendships with (laughs) and i do mean all of your friends listener if you um haven't seen this movie i super recommend it it's really fun it is really fun. share the movie and the episode with your friends and if you make it to the end which you will because it's a great movie there is a nice surprise at the end oh my gosh yeah 
did Jason and I watch the dance number at the end and try to learn some of the dance moves for our personal project? We might have. Oh my gosh. I took a Bollywood dance class one time. Yeah. It's, it's different from belly dance. It was, there was a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of rigidity to the movement, which bodes well for a robot musical. <laughs> and my favorite one was where they were, they turned slightly to the side and they put their arms down and then their hips were swiveling within their arms, but yep. the rest of their body was still. That's the one I'm going to learn, Liza. <laughs> And then they were wish both staring luck. at the camera like, are we robots? <laughs> oh, yes. Wish me luck. Like, yeah, that was good. It's so dark out right now. Look are at you this. about to have some rain? No, we've had rain all day. Look how dark it is. Can you see? I think your windows are closed. No, that one's open. <laughs> really? Oh, wait. That's the one I'm trying to show you. Oh, okay. Yes. I see that see one. How dark, dark it is? It looks like nighttime. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, are you scared? Well, I do keep kind of looking over, like, what, what if someone just appeared in my window? I mean, what I, if I, um somebody was floating out there without her feet on the ground? Oh my god, what if Street was out there? All you have to but, do is just say, "Hey, come back tomorrow." No, I'd say like, I'd be like, "Hey, girl," because she's not interested in me. Oh, you just be like, "Hey," she's not gonna bother me. I don't have what she wants. <laughs> I didn't ruin her life. That's right. I'm gonna be, be like, like, "I, I see you." <laughs> uh, Megan. We have an email. We have an Instagram. They're um, there. They'll all put those on the show notes. Yeah. Uh, so far, the email is only for spam, which uh, I guess is fine. But if <laughs> if you want to recommend a movie and you don't have Instagram, I mean, just do the email. Yeah. The place to find us is the probably the Insta. Yeah, the Insta is the best one. Um, all right, Megan, please say hi to our listener in Bangor, Maine. Hello to our listener in Bangor, Maine. I've always wanted to visit Maine. Uh, it Me looks too. Like a beautiful place to go so congratulations for living in maine and thank you so much for listening uh and i'm gonna say hi to our listener in birmingham alabama hey birmingham <gasps> hey alabama i actually have a friend who lives in birmingham i wonder if she's the one that's listening if the listener is virginia hello virginia i have a friend named virginia that lives in birmingham <laughs> that's funny if it's not hello other listener oh um also um street just means woman it's oh. like kind of saying like, oh, lady, please come tomorrow. Again, you couldn't have a serial killer or abductionist named man because they just wouldn't be specific enough. You know, there's just too many. So yeah. once again, advantages of being a lady that kills, that, that abducts dudes. You can just be called lady because there's just not that many of you. There's just one. Um, all I, right. took some screen I took some screenshots of us where I was posed and you weren't as usual. So I'll send them to you. Great. Perfect. So glad about that. <laughs> um, oh, let's also say um, happy Halloween. Hey, everybody. Ooh. Happy Halloween. Hi, everyone. Happy Halloween if you celebrate. Because I kind of don't, but I love Halloween for everybody else. You're going to get trick-or-treaters this year. I know. I'm actually really excited about the holidays here for yeah. the simple reason that it'll be like my first experience doing community stuff for holidays. You, you should go do one of those ghost tours. Yes. And I probably will dress, dress up. Yeah. The pressure is a lot less when you're not in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, I don't think you have to dress up. I mean, it's like, please don't. <laughs> um, oh. We were thinking of going up. Oh, you don't, you don't watch Succession. So never mind. I won't. Tell yeah. You. So okay. I don't care. You don't care. Um, you, you probably wouldn't care anyway. Bye, Liza. <laughs> Bye, Megan. Thank you for listening to There's No Thread.